How are we all this morning? Mm. Good. God's good, isn't he? You know, it's just uh, exciting to be in this church and uh, there's uh, something's happening. Something's happening. And uh, there's coming the day not too far away when those seats will go right to the back. Because God's in the house. God's touching people's lives. People are being healed. People are being changed by the power of God. And the church becomes the most attractive place on the planet. When, when, when the Lord is in it. It's the power of God coming in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, God's good, isn't he? So we're talking about chosen. Being chosen. And uh, so, I'll tell you what, I've got a new pair of glasses today. Yeah, okay. But look at that. Now, these glasses are brilliant because I can see here and I can see you all out there. Now, that hasn't happened before when I put my glasses on. You've gone all fuzzy. But I can see if you're behaving yourselves this morning or not. So, Paul, just settle down. (laughs) Righto, we've got a scripture coming up. Here it comes. What do we got? We're talking about being chosen, and I want to talk about, uh, to start with, just about the difference between being chosen and being not chosen. Being rejected. And so this scripture uses those two words. It's talking about David, and the Lord said to Samuel, he was the prophet at that time, how long will you mourn for Saul? Saul was the king and he was being replaced. Since I have rejected him as king over Israel, fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. So we're in a process of change. Saul was being rejected and David was being chosen as the next king. Yeah, And so there's a difference, isn't there, How many of you remember the times when you've been chosen, you know, in in your life? You've got the job. You've applied, and 200 others applied for the job, and you got it. Yeah. Or the time when three applied, and someone else got it, and you were rejected. I remember my first first sort of memory I have of being, being rejected and being chosen was when I arrived at college. I just got to, uh, arrived at uh, Rongatai College in Wellington, and I used to go to Hatido School, and, and I arrived at college, and it was a bit scary being in this big college. And I was just a little guy, and I was skinny and shy, and, uh, and nothing's changed. And, <laughs> and, uh, and, and here I am in this college, I was going, whoa. Well, the first week at college in those days was barracks week. And we all had to get dressed up in khaki uniform. And we did, for the first week of school, we would be marching and doing stuff. And so uh, this was bar- It was always the hottest week of the year, you know. It was just like that. Have you noticed that the sun comes out when the kids go back to school? That's what happens. 
And so here I am in this situation. And I'll never forget, it was so, we used to, they used to march us around in the sun, and I had a hat on that was too big, it slipped down over my eyes, my trousers were too long, the, 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 the jacket was too big, and I'm this little joker going along trying to keep in step with everybody else. Well, the funny thing was, when you lined up, the same guy was always next to me, both sides. We, and, and, and I was, we used to go to boys' brigade, so we learned to march and do all those sorts of things. We used to be in marching competitions and stuff. And, and, but the guy that was in front of me every time marched differently. And the sergeant major would bellow us, keep in step, you guys. But this joker, instead of marching like this, where, you know, uh, he marched with his arm going with the leg that went forward. So he was going like this. <laughs> and, and, and you're behind him, and you're trying to keep in step, but he's going like this, and you're trying to walk properly. And, and then I couldn't keep in step, so that put everybody else out, and we just got in trouble all the time. And it, it was this joker, he was in front of me. But I was shy, and I, and I was skinny, and I was small. Well, about a month in, we, we, we were, the, the boys lined up on the, on, on the field, on, on the asphalt. We're going to have a game of soccer with a tennis ball. And so we were, and, and we lined up and the big guys said, come on, you kids, line up. And we're going to choose teams, you see. So the two captains said, I'll have him, I'll have him, I'll have him, I'll have him. And I'm standing there and there's three to go. I have him, and then I'm standing there, I'm the, I'm the last. And the captain says, oh, you can have him. <laughs> you can have him. I thought, oh, well. Well, we started to play the soccer. And unbeknown to them, it was an advantage to be small and skinny when you're playing soccer with a little tennis ball. And we used to play this at primary school all the time. And I was good at it. And so the next day, we come out again, and it's, and it's lunchtime. Right, come on, line up, we'll pick, pick two teams. And guess what? The guy says, I'll have him first. Wow, what a difference. What a difference from yesterday. Where I said, oh, man, you know, last in line, you can have him, <laughs> whatever. And sometimes we... Life deals with us like that, doesn't it? That we feel just like that. And probably nearly everybody in this room has had an experience something like that. And some of us still carry those sorts of things. You know, we remember being rejected. That somebody didn't want us. Not really. And we struggled along. And, and then... We've met times where we, we were chosen. What a difference. What a difference. And the scripture goes on to say these things. When, and, and, and when Samuel is choosing David, let's have the next scripture up on the, on the board, please. Uh, can you go back a bit? It's good. That's uh, verse 12. Is, is there one before that? Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these. These fellas lined up, big fellas, soldiers. We'll, we'll be chosen. No, not you, not you, not you, no, not you, not you. 
All these, and, and, and the Lord is not changed. So he asked Jesse, are all, these all the sons you have? There are still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Next one. Samuel said, send for him. We will not send down, sit down until he arrives. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health, had a fine appearance and handsome features. He's like our pastor, you know. Oh, oh well, maybe not. Maybe not. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. Can you imagine this little fella, he's probably about 15 at this point, 12, 14, 15. His father didn't even think enough of him to invite him as a possibility. That's how far down the tubes he was. He, he wasn't even a possibility to be king. Who would have thought? But when he comes in, the Holy Spirit said, he's the one. He's the one whom I'm chosen. And as he stands there amongst, in the middle of all his brothers, and they look in amazement. And Samuel takes the anointing oil and pours it over his head. The oil comes, flows down over him. Wow, what a change. What a change in how David felt about us. What a change and about his future. What a change had happened for him right there on that day in front of his brothers, everybody else. God chose him. Wow. And you know, when you and I come to the understanding that God chooses us, what a difference that makes in our life. What a change can happen to our whole outlook on life. What a change it makes to our destiny, to our future, to, to, to our forever. Because when God chooses us, I mean, I mean, we are changed. Something happens inside of us. All the insecurities start to go because God in heaven, King of kings and Lord of lords, has said, I want you and my team. And wow, we step forward into salvation. What a difference he makes in our life. Hallelujah. It is like that, to be chosen by the Lord. You see, we live in a society today where even young people feel that nobody's chosen them in their team. And they get to the point where they even get so lost that they take their own lives <clears throat> because there is no seeming future. There, nobody, they just keep hearing, you, you can have them in your team. We don't want them in our team. And the, they keep hearing it. They keep hearing it until finally they say, I'm no good. I'm better out of this. Because they don't understand that there is a Father in heaven. You see, the antidote to those feelings is to know that there is a Father in heaven who loves them with an unfailing love. But they don't hear that today. They don't even hear it in the schools. They're trying to take Bible out of schools, even for the little kids, and they don't hear it ever. They don't come to church. They go, you know, and that's why we run these impact youth nights, to let them know that there is a God in heaven who chooses them. Yes. 
and he cares for them and he loves them with an unfailing love. I remember my father telling me about the day that he found out that God had chosen him. He was a young sportsman of 22, about 22 years of age, and he was heading down the alcoholic track. But he'd, he'd fallen in love with, who, who turned out to be my mother later on, and she said, no, I won't go out with you, but you can come with me. <laughs> and I go to church. And one day after he'd been to this crazy church, for about six or seven times, he suddenly realized that God had chosen him. And he opened up his life and to God and said, Lord, thank you. I gladly receive you. Thank you for choosing me. I gladly choose you. And an agreement was made and he was born again. He started his life again. And he tells the story and he, and he said I, he was walking back in Wellington walking around Oriental Bay, going home after church. And he, and he said, well, as I went, he said, the, 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 it seemed like the sea was bluer than it had ever been before. He said, the grass was greener than it ever was before. He said, the, the birds were singing like that. He said, it was just like that. And then he, he used to say, he said, I looked up into heaven, to the sky. And he said, Father... Father, and tears started to come down his face because he realized when he was six years old, he watched his father die of throat cancer around the family bed. And from that day till now, 22, he'd never called anybody father. And he didn't know where he fitted. He didn't know whether he was wanted. And his mother brought up these four kids on her own. And now, as he's walking home after giving his life, he looks up and he says, Father, Father, my Father. And he knew all of a sudden there was a flood of acceptance. There was a vivid awareness that somebody loved him with an unfailing love, that he was chosen by God. And that sense of security carried him through his life. And has now led to three, four generations that follow on who love the Lord and serve God because they too know they're chosen by God. It's a great thing when the King of Kings said, I choose you to be mine. To choose you to be in my team. You see, it's a great thing. So Isaiah 41 and verse 9 says this, I took you from the ends of the earth. From the Father's corners I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. What a great thing. Second Peter chapter, you say, what does it mean to be chosen by God? Look at, the, look at, look at these verses. Many of you here know these things. But let's encourage our hearts this morning as we realize what it means. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect, exiles scattered through the provinces of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, who have been chosen. He's talking to the early church people who had 
accepted Jesus Christ as the Messiah, as the Son of God. And he says, you're chosen according to the foreknowledge of God. In other words, God knew you. God knew you before you knew God. Hallelujah. He knows you. And he loves you. He just cares about you. And he said, I've watched you all your life. He said, he said, I love you. According to the foreknowledge of God the Father, through the sanctifying work of the Spirit, to be obedient to Jesus Christ and sprinkled with his blood. Praise God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. It cleanses. You know, when you're chosen, you're very, you're, 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 discussed, you're very thankful that, that your sins can be forgiven. Yeah. I tell you. And that the blood of Jesus can remove those Sins and every stain of sin from your life, and you can start again. Yeah. How good is that? Very That's very good. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Yeah. Hallelujah. You don't have to be fret. There's grace sufficient for every need. What does it say there? Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope, praise God, through the resurrection of Jesus from the dead and into inheritance that can never perish or spoil or fade. I tell you what, it's great to receive an inheritance. Hands up those who would like to receive an inheritance, please. Wouldn't that be good? Boy, when my mother finally died at just nearly 102, it was a mixed emotions. Because there was an inheritance. <laughs> but that's just on an earthly thing. When you sweep into heaven, hallelujah, have you given Jesus your heart and your life? When you come sweeping through those pearly gates, hallelujah, into the presence of a loving God, I tell you, he's got an inheritance for you. You're going to live forever. Hallelujah. With an abundance of grace, an abundance of peace. Hallelujah. No more, no more dying, no more tears. Hallelujah. There's an inheritance of good things that await for us. Praise God for that inheritance. This inheritance, this inheritance is kept in heaven for you. There it is. Who through faith are what? Shielded by God's power. How many times has God protected us? How many got times? Some we know, others we don't. And God's looked out for us, huh? God's gone before us and prepared the way. And he shielded us by the worst of things that can happen. Hallelujah. Shielded by God's power. I tell you, that's something. That's just not God's power. Uh -huh. God's power. He who created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. This is not just something average. This is the power of the living God. He shields you and I. He doesn't just choose you. He looks after you. Keeps his eye on us. Protects, sends his angels to go before us. Hallelujah, I tell you. Until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Hallelujah. Oh, that's what it means to be chosen. Hallelujah. It's, I mean, this is, it's a marvelous thing, people, to be chosen by the living God. 1 Peter 2.9 goes on to say, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. 
There was a time you couldn't see where you were heading. But then you reached up your hand and said, Jesus, Father, hallelujah. And all of a sudden, the darkness, the not knowing where you're going, not knowing what's happened, begins to dissipate and you walk into the knowledge of the will of God. You walk into the light. You can see what's happening. You can see where you're going. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, he's a good God. He's a good God. You know, he adopts us into his family. We're sort of born in, but he, he, the Bible sometimes uses the word adopted. You know, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you, the little babies are rejected. Then another family comes along and chooses Two little boys, uh, preschool is in the sandpit at preschool. And they're playing away in there and they're digging with their tractors and their spades. And one little kid turns to the other boy and he says, Ha! He says, oh, I tell you something. He said, oh, you're adopted. I'm not adopted. I've got my real parents. Little kids digging in the sand, but he's thinking about this. He said, well then, he thinks, well then, ha-ha. He said, when my parents came, there was lots of babies, and they had a big choice of babies, and they chose me out of all the other babies, because I'm special. (laughs) And he said, your parents just had to take what they were given. So it's not too bad to be adopted, really, is it? But the Bible talks about being adopted into it and being included in his family. Hallelujah. What a great... Of all the people in your street, he chose you. Wonderful. Colossians 3.12, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and clearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. These are the things that happen in our lives when we realize the awesomeness that God chose us. Hallelujah. There's a lot of people in here this morning, and you're older. You're getting like me. I was deeply disturbed when I read in the paper that there was somebody that happened to an elderly person. And I realized this elderly person was younger than me. That's got to stop. (laughs) But you older people in this church, you matter. You matter to us. You are here. God has planted you here in this place. And you matter. About 12 days ago, God gave me a scripture. You will know this scripture, but it's very important. Don't put it up yet. It's very important. Because the day is not far off when this place is going to expand and be filled with people. And we need you older people to function fully. And I want to speak over your life this morning. Because God's given me a word for you. You say, how old is older? Well, you may not be able to respond to this because, but I want to speak over the life of all the people in this room just briefly. I want to give you a scripture. 
that many of you will know, but this morning it's going to be like a rhema word hitting into your heart and encouraging you hugely if you will receive it. So I'm going to ask all those people who are 60 and over to come forward and just stand here because we want to bless you this morning. Just come. The message isn't finished yet. Just come. Just come. Hallelujah. Just come and stand along here. Just face me. You can face me. Or you can face them. Give them a hand, church. Give them a hand. These people, these people have walked with the Lord, many of them, for a number of years. Hallelujah. And they have proven that it is a great thing to be chosen by the Lord. Amen? Just come. Hallelujah. And I want to honor you this morning. The Holy Spirit wants to honor you this morning. You are a vital part of the kingdom of God. Life is not over for you. In life and in ministry, we need you. Hallelujah. Don't we, church? We need these people. And we not only need you, we need you to be functioning fully and flowing in the life of God. Hallelujah. Because God loves you. God, and as I finish this message, you're going to see some things and you'll look back on your life and say, my goodness, God, you have shielded me, shielded me by your power. But look at the scripture here. Here it comes. No. Yes. <laughs> Psalm 92. You know it. I'll bet most of you know it. The righteous, hear me now. I am declaring this over you. Get ready to receive. The Holy Spirit is going to touch your life and he is going to embed the scripture into your heart and impart faith into you. Hallelujah. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. Hallelujah. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. That's you. That's you. Hallelujah. Yes. Oh, God. They will flourish. Amen. Church, say it out loud, out there. They will flourish. Hallelujah. In the courts of our God. Say it. In the courts. Speak it over them, church. Let's stay. Come on. Everyone just stand for a minute. Just stretch out your hand over these people. There's an impartation happening, right? They will still bear fruit in old age. Church, speak it. They will still bear fruit in old age. Yes, they will. Rod, hallelujah. It's not over yet. Praise God. It's not over, Glennis. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you two are in this church. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. <laughs> they, will, they will stay fresh and green. Speak it over them, church. They will stay fresh and green. Hallelujah. That means you've got a bit of a spring in your step, yeah? Hallelujah. 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 You know, God is for you. Proclaim. This is what you pray. The Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no wickedness in Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to speak this, you people. I want you to speak a word of faith. 
And I want you to say, I will still bear fruit. I will, no, we'll start back here. I will flourish in the courts of the Lord. Here we go. I will flourish. I will bear fruit. In old age, I will stay fresh and green. None of these withered old fellas getting around. My goodness, I'll be still shouting when I'm 100. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Proclaiming. I will proclaim. The Lord is upright. He is my rock. And there is no wickedness in Him. Hallelujah. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that each one of these people standing here will be refreshed in their hearts. That they will know that they are chosen of the Most High God. That they are in the house for such a time as this. Hallelujah. And that, Lord, you're going to bless them and use them and and flow through them in a new and fresh anointing, Lord, to gather, Lord, the harvest as it comes in. Bless them, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Give them a hand, church. God bless you. Receive the word of the Lord. God loves you. Hallelujah. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. Oh, bless you, Jan. Hallelujah. God is good. Thank you, Lord. Well, that's part one. The rest is easy. When God wanted to choose Moses, he looked out for some parents. Does anyone know Moses? the name of Moses' parents? Amram and the mother was? Jochebed. And, and, and God wanted to do something, and he chooses Moses, yes? He chooses Moses. And he went to a terrible lot of trouble to get this fella chosen, yes? I mean, all the babies were being destroyed, and, uh, and uh, no baby boys were allowed to survive in, in the Israelite camp. And so Amram and Jochebed get this little boy, and he's just great, and they make a little boat for him and they launch him out and then it goes down the river and God has arranged for Pharaoh's daughter to be there, yes? So she finds this little baby and, oh, dear, oh, oh, and God says, get a hold of him, get a hold of him. And he does. And so, so they get this, and they, 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 they and, and the Pharaoh's daughter, she didn't have children. She said, I need a wet nurse. I need to feed this. And so Moses' sister was there, Miriam. And she's, oh, she said, I see, um, I know somebody. She runs home and gets a mum. And, 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 and so Jochebed feeds her baby Moses in Pharaoh's household, Yes. God's arranging something here. And he's brought up in the house and, and, and he learned the ways. And all these times, you know, God has been looking after his man whom he has chosen. And you know, God does that, doesn't he? He looks after us. He shields us and protects us. A remarkable set of conditions. And he's kept you and I alive to this day. He's kept you alive for this day. So that you'd be here today. See? And if you look back on your life, something, God has looked over you and he's arranged things for you. 
Here's a scripture, Deuteronomy 7, verse 7 to 9. we just got two more scriptures to come. The Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were numerous, more numerous than other peoples. For you were the fewest of all people. He said, there's not, when God chooses, it's not because you're somebody great that God chooses you. He makes you great. <laughs> he doesn't mind if the raw material is pretty rough. He doesn't say, well, I'll choose you if, if you do this and if you do that. And if you... No, it's not like that. Not when you're coming to the Lord. He says, because you weren't very good anyway. There weren't many of you anyway, so you were the fewest of all people. I'll tell you why we chose. Because it was because the Lord loved you. And kept the oath he swore to your ancestors. He brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery. See, they were slaves in Egypt. And they had hard taskmasters. There's some people here that you can't help what you're doing. You're actually sort of enslaved. And there's a pharaoh. He's a picture of the devil. And he was controlling this whole thing. He says, he brought you out of that, from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Now, therefore, that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant up to a thousand generations. If you will choose the Lord, he will bless the generations that follow you. See, there's a difference when God is choosing for a position and when God is choosing for salvation. When God is choosing you to be part of his family, there's no conditions. There's no qualifications. You just come as you are. He loves you just as you are. Hallelujah. Thank God for that. Yes? If you're alive, you're eligible. Psalm 22 and verse 17 says this, The spirit and the bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the free gift of the water of life. Whoever wants to can receive the Lord Jesus as their Savior and their Lord. There's no conditions. If you will just believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and receive him as your Lord, you will be saved. Joel chapter 2 and verse 32, it says, Whoever, what does it say? Everyone who, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Everyone. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Hallelujah. I just need to tell you that God loves you with an unfailing love. And if you open your life to him, you'll suddenly realize that God chose you long ago. And he loved you. He cares for you. And he's brought you for such a time as this. Let's pray, shall we? Father, we just bow our heads in your presence. You're such a great God. Lord, it's the most amazing thing that you would choose me. But you did, and I thank you for it. 
And Lord, my prayer is today that, Lord, just as you chose me, I know you've already chosen others that are sitting in this room. And up till this time, they haven't yet responded to that. But I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will encourage them to open up their lives and just say, yes, yes, Lord, yes, Father, I'm coming home. Lord, let there be moments of transformation in these next few minutes, I pray, in the name of Jesus. And while we're in this attitude of prayer, can I ask you, will you receive Jesus as your Savior and as your Lord? There's a Father in heaven who waits and has been waiting for you to come home and to give your life back to him. You may have been walking with him some years ago, but you've just let it, you've, you've let it slip. Come home. Come home this morning. He's already chosen you. He just waits for you to choose him. And if you're like that this morning, you say, Ian, would you pray for me? I'd love to. So I know who you are. Would you just lift your face to me and just look straight at me and say, yes, Ian, would you pray for me this morning? I want to give my life back to God. While everyone else is praying, just look up at me. If I don't see you, just give me a little wave. Hallelujah. Is there anyone like that? You say, Ian, pray for me. You give your life to the Lord. Am I missing you? Is that why you're looking at me this morning? No? You're all right? Okay. Anyone? Anyone looking? Yes, God bless you. Surrender your life to the Lord. Anyone else? Yeah, God bless you. I've prayed for you every day this week. Because when we talk together, my heart just warm to you. Welcome home. Welcome home. Give your life to Jesus. He loves you so much. He chose you. Well done in choosing him. Is there anyone else this week? Anyone else? You're saying yes to the Lord? I don't want to miss anybody. We can just wait just a few seconds. Lord, I thank you this morning. Let the miracle happen, Lord. Let these be born again of the Spirit of God. Let old things pass away. Let everything become brand new, I pray. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Have a oh. Now, before I step down, well, not step down, I'm going to sit, sit down. If you want to come to the leadership course, please put your name on the list. It starts on Wednesday. Now, I've heard all the wonderful things for the foundations class. Please, if you haven't done that course, do that. But if you want to come to the leadership course, it starts on Wednesday at Pastor Paul and Ruth's place. But you need to put your name.